Welcome back to the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. My name is Sean. Um, and just want to let you know, right off the bat here, there is new merch. Uh, t-shirts. So we got unisex tees, long sleeve, even have, um, you know, pullover hoodies, uh, whatever. Any shirt you want. Well, kind of. Available now. Bonfire.com slash store slash sensibly dash cynical and you'll have the mugs available, the shirts, and even the sensible notebook. <laughs> That's right. So check it out. A um, lot of different color options. I'm sure there'll be one that you like. Grab a shirt and p- please support the podcast. Much appreciated. Now to our guest today. Leah Caton, she is a singer, songwriter out of Naperville, Illinois, um, going to Nashville and back, Nashville and back. Also, originally, also, she was raised in Boston, so, of course, the Red Sox, we talk the Cubs, but anyways, she talks about her latest album, Someone Like You, her musical influences, and much more. So, here's my chat with Leah Caton. Joining me now, she is an amazingly talented, super talented at that, singer-songwriter out of Naperville, Illinois, Leah Caton. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Uh, thank you for doing this. No, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited about it. Glad so, to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first off, tell everybody, you know, when you started getting into the music industry? Um, Well, I've been coming to Nashville for probably about the past 18 years. Um, I had always been a singer and then really started focusing on songwriting back in about 2004. So I've been coming down here for quite a bit, for quite a while. Um, Started this and had been a, you know, a singer, performer in bands for, you know, most of my adult life. And um, then just came here to focus more on songwriting. So I split time between here uh, in Nashville, where I am now, and in um, the Chicago area. Yeah, we were talking about that off air. We have, (laughs) it's a small world. I have Midwestern ties as well. That's interesting. Um, Yeah. So who are your uh, influences uh, musically? Because in that area, country music is huge, right? In Illinois, it's it's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I guess I would have to say my major, you know, influences would be um, Winona Judd. I've always loved her music. Um, Martina McBride, Susan Tedeschi, Tedeschi Trucks, uh, Bonnie Raitt would probably be the the ones that I would say that most influenced me. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you realized that that's this is what you wanted to do? Like, I remember when I was three, I was sitting with my father's record players, and I would just sit there and just listen to music, and that always it was just really like a big part of my soul. And I would perform, like sing for the family or yeah. you know, whomever, <laughs> yeah. and it was just it was just it's always been something that was in my soul um, mm-hmm. that I wanted to do, and but you know then was able to pursue it later on in life. Yeah, for those that are you know Gen Z or whatever, vinyl. People know it at vinyl. You yes, know, but, vinyl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Vinyl, you know, not records. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just trying to correlate this to the people that were born in like 2000. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I understand. <laughs> uh, so your first single was Spare Some Time. What was the process behind that one? Um, the first single, Spare Some Time, um, that was a song that was inspired by um, my father's struggle with homelessness and addiction, as well as a conversation I had had with a gentleman on the steps of St. Vincent de Paul in Chicago. Um, and it was really just the story of trying to um, show people kindness. There's, you know, no one ever is born and says, you know, when I grow up someday, I want to be homeless. And um, it's really just about learning, trying to show that kindness to people when you see them on the streets, that they, everyone that's there has a story and, you know, as a mother, father, sister, brother, and maybe even someone that you know, and that to just try to remember that and show them kindness. Was it some, was it a process that took a while to get together? Was it something that you, you know, did like immediately or talk about the like creative process? Um, so I wrote that song. I started writing it um, a long time ago. And then when I began the recording process and the writing process of the album here mm -hmm. in Nashville, um, I was introduced to a writer uh, named Benji Harris here in Nashville through my producer, Sean Giovanni. And he thought that we would have some good synergy writing. Um, so I had brought my idea and my song to him. And we just basically worked on it together to kind of make it more of a universal concept. Um, and we wrote that together. And then we recorded it I recorded it um, and uh, then released it and I've used that at a number of different you know homeless events and just use that to bring awareness to the homeless community well that's very admirable and you know I appreciate you know everyone I'm sure listens to this and appreciates anybody that gives back like the, you know that helps and gives back like that uh, I actually just had a another uh, country artist on um, Kimberly Dawn you, I don't know if you've heard of her but uh, anyway, she was telling me that uh, nowadays they're just they're just, people are just telling you if you want to do country, go to Nashville. Would you agree with that? Like they're just straight up telling people to go now, not telling, but saying that if you want to make it in country, you got to go well, there. Definitely, you know, country. This is Music City, and this is the heart of you know soul of country music. So if you're you know if that's something and that's the genre that you're definitely drawn to, here's where the you know the best writers and amazing musicians are in the world. Um, but there are you know in any town that you live in in um, in the anywhere you know they you can find other um, fellow country music people that are yeah, but you know what I mean, are, like. Oh, totally. Yeah. The Nashville's yeah, if you're gonna be if you want to come here to be an you know, to be an artist or to be a songwriter, Nashville's definitely the place to be. Yeah. Now your newest album was released on Friday. Did I get that right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it was released on Friday, on so, August 5th. Someone like you. All right. Now yes. I saw that was the main song that I guess got the most publicity or you know, traction. The was it the only thing missing is you? Is that what it's called? Um, the only thing missing is you is, let me just, yeah, that I think actually is the most popular one. Because I think have. that's I what I saw. I, I think that's what I saw. That song, I like the vibe oh, the of the ring. Act Thank you. Um, yeah, the only thing missing is you is one of the songs off the album. Um, and I believe that's the one that's getting the most traction. I should know this. I didn't look yet. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you did it. Yeah, you I did should it, know so. this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah. So I should definitely know that. So, um, yeah, that song is a song. Um, the video will actually be being released. We did a video for that here in Nashville, and that's going to be released soon. But that was um, just a song about 
you know, loss, love, and how, you know, when people lose someone that they are, you know, need to go on with their life. And sometimes they can have some level of guilt for that, for feeling like they should be, that they're happy, you know, or that they're laughing again. And the song is just basically trying to bring peace to that. Yeah. Now I did read also that you're making some playlists with that song, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. it is getting, it is getting traction. It is. Indeed. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it just made the uh, the New Music Friday ACM Academy of Country Music playlist. So that's, that's exciting. exciting. Yes. Yeah, awesome. very exciting. Awesome. Was that another one that took a while to think, you know, the, the creative process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a song that I started, again, kind of like similar around the same time as writing um, Spare Some Time. And again, when I met my co-writer, Benji, it was an idea that I brought to him and brought part of the song that wasn't right. quite finished yet and he mm-hmm. jumped in and we wrote it together and that was one of the songs that we I knew him for about a half an hour and we started writing the song and we were crying really? so it was like yeah it was a very emotional song to write and um, it's definitely one of my favorites off the album I'm excited to share the video when uh, we have when that's going to be released that's the thing about music is you may not know somebody like personally but you you know music is a form of like therapy and mm-hmm. You know, it's just crazy how music can touch people without them even knowing who they yeah. are besides. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it really is. And talking to so many people that have lost loved ones, um, you know, that was a common theme with them is, you know, when they were supposed to move on or how do they move on? Especially during point. like the pandemic, too. Like people can just listen right. to music at home and stream mm-hmm. stuff, stream stuff. This technology, I think, has really helped a lot of people through this time. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely, like you said, during the pandemic, I think a lot of people gravitated towards music to help them keep them company and heal as well. Mm, Do you have any memories of, um, you know, listening to music as a as a youngster, any any sort of song that you played a bunch of times? (laughs) Um, I used to listen to the Kingston Trio was one of them that I used to play on repeat. Um, (laughs) Nice. And yeah, that was one band. Um, and uh, Where Have All the Flowers Gone was one song that I used to listen to and repeat over and over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. And like anything by like uh, the Mandrell Sisters or it was always something. I loved watching the Mandrell Sisters on the TV. That was always cool. For me, it was like. Shania Twain, Faith Hill, typical, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm a guy, so <laughs> yeah. all the chicks, all the yeah. Oh, pun, yeah, in, yeah. pun intended, that they're not the yep. Dixie Chicks anymore, but the chicks, no. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Those, were, those sense, three, those sense. three, those three were like, oh my God, I used to think they were so hot. No, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, on rotation. Yeah, just like in Shania yeah. Twain, Shania Twain. Yeah. I tell people, I tell people, um, you know, that no one was better the 90s Shania Twain, in my opinion. Oh, of course, I'm, bi- I'm yeah. biased, though, you know, but. <laughs> Her new Netflix um, special is really pretty amazing, too, if you haven't seen that. No, I haven't. Um... Oh, you'll if you're a giant Shania Twain <laughs> fan, you'll love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like timeless, you know. Yeah. Um, you talked about this earlier. So you split time, so you just go back and forth to record in both places or talk about how that's how that how that works. Um, I live in outside of Chicago as well as, yeah, as well as uh, Nashville, we have a place here. So I'm here every couple of, I'm where I am right now, I'm in Nashville doing this. Um, I'm here every couple of weeks. So I just go back and forth and um, I have my family in Chicago and they're very supportive. So 
go Cubs. Go Cubs. Yeah, go go Cubs. <laughs> we were talking about that. Hey, if you would have said you were a White Sox fan, I would have I would have canceled that nope. interview. I would have been like, yeah. I would have been like, no. Nope. Same here. I would have had to say, I'm sorry. Sorry, it was nice meeting you, but I've got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was born and raised a Cubs fan since I was a little boy. So this is good. Immediate from the start connection here. Immediately. I just actually um, just saw Chris Stapleton uh, at Wrigley Field on the field last week. So that was really cool too. being yeah. on that field. It's nothing like it. When no, you, you know, when no, it's a not Cubs the Ivy mm-hmm. and my, yep. my uh, Leah, when I tell you I was a little kid, I got pictures. I was literally five. Oh, cute. So, That's so cute. <laughs> and like 98. So it's been a lifetime. Oh yeah. I was born. I, you have no choice. I had no choice. I was born yeah. into it. I was born into it. Yeah. A lot of Cubs fans are born into it. You have no, you have yeah. no, you have no choice because no you're choice. like seven and you've already been to Wrigley twice. So it's already, mm-hmm. you're done. Yeah. There's no choice. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't give me that choice. They said, you're going to be a Cubs fan. You're going to like it. Yeah. Like, all yeah, right. You're yes. born and you're born <laughs> yes, and they daddy. give you the hat with a big C. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes, daddy. You know? So what do you, uh, so how's the promotional been for this? How's the rollout process? for that i'm um, good it's been it's been great um we've been um working on the album um doing promotion on the singles for the past uh since last october and um we have two videos that are about to be released at probably within the next month or so to support the album and um it's just we've just been doing a lot of um you know, we're, I'm going into the studio next week to record some, or this week actually to record a couple new singles. So it just, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun and um, getting to talk to people and share the music has been really exciting. Do you have a fun story to share in the industry? Any, any story you can share? Um, I would say probably one of the funniest things that maybe you'd have to be there for it to be funny. And it oh, probably well. wasn't funny, funny to my <laughs> co-writer, but we were writing and, um, we were writing this album and we took the morning was pretty emotional. Like I mentioned, we wrote that song. The only thing missing is you. And we had lunch and we were kind of in like an afternoon food coma and emotional, like funk from writing some depressing material or some sad like morose material right. and I'm like why don't I go make some coffee and I went and got some coffee and I came back and I gave it to my co-writer Benji and about 15 minutes later he was shaking he's like I need to go take a walk he's like I feel like my heart's ready to pound out of my chest I'm like oh my god I had made double caffeinated gotten double caffeinated caffeine pods because I thought we would need like an extra boost and it literally almost stopped his heart. And like, what? <laughs> yeah. So we had like a major, like I said, we had a major afternoon where we like, we had to take a hot sec cause we all over caffeinated and it was just way too much. So, and not in a good way. Yeah. Well, I've, I'm a victim of caffeine. I have a job that I drive a lot and yeah. that's double edged sword. Yeah. I got, <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah. So you need, you need to like stay awake. Yeah, but you also don't need to get addicted. Caffeine's a drug. And... Yep, sure is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it almost like, yeah, it definitely almost made us like have our afternoon parade went sideways, so. Um, yeah, so, well, hopefully everything's okay now, right? Yes, everything's fine. Everybody's good now. <laughs> Nobody, we were fine. Wrote some great songs, which took a little um, bit. And Benji, like, never trust me to make the coffee again, so. Uh, what's your thoughts on this, uh, you know, new country versus um old country kind of i guess not really a debate but there's a distinction right oh definitely i think um over the past you know maybe 10 years or so country's gone a little bit more uh, pop sounding 
but I think, you know, as in any music, it all, it's all cyclical. It's going to, it'll come back around again. Um, and music has cycles and has just different, they're all stories every, you know, whether it's pop country or whatever, there's still country yeah. usually has a basis and a story and it's just how it's told and how it's presented. And I think, um, they all have their place. And I think auto tune has something to do with that too, just in music in general, trying to get the right pitch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that definitely was something that, you know, has helped. It's just a different, it's a different sound um, and has been part of the, you know, part of the more recent sound, I think. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have it back in old country, so. Back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> My mom's favorite, um, you you know who he is. I, a lot of people probably wouldn't, but Dwight Yoakam. Yeah, Dwight. That's my mom's favorite. Oh, like, that's cool. When I'm talking about old country, I mean like. Old country. Oh, like, <laughs> not like, mm-hmm. not like uh, Garth Brooks old, like old, yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, going way back. Yeah, was, do you remember um, like old, old country? I didn't, I mean, sort of, kind of. I wasn't a big country fan. I grew up in Boston, so country oh. music wasn't a, wasn't, you know, a big thing, but I mean, Johnny Wait, wait, Cash, wait, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, before you continue. You're not, are you sure you're not faking me out and you're not a Red Sox fan? Oh, I'm definitely a Red Sox fan. It's oh, a big so you're ordeal. both. Yeah. So you're both. I'm both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. It's an ordeal in my house. My husband will wear the Cubs shirt. I'll wear the Red Sox shirt when they're playing. Oh. So, like, yeah, we definitely, yeah, that's a, that's a definite big rivalry in my house. So the truth is coming out. The truth yeah. is coming out. You're so, you actually have a you have a, actually have a Red Sox fan in front of you. <laughs> hey, I Red Sox and Cubs fans, we have a lot lot in common. Curses ending. Yeah, it is all yeah, good. Yeah. It is all yep, good. That's a very true. It, yep, that's very true. But what kind of music did you listen to growing up? Um, I listened to absolutely everything growing up. I mean, like '80s kid, Def Leppard. Um, you know that type of that error was poison um which i don't know you know that's just a whole different sign kind of music but i also mm-hmm. listened to the classics johnny cash you know um tammy whitenett like the, all of them mm. all right well leah thank you for doing this no um, problem thank you so much for having me i appreciate the opportunity and it was yeah. nice chatting with you of course tell everyone where uh, they can get uh the album Sure. Uh, it's on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, um, any streaming platform. You can listen to it on YouTube as well. And there's videos there. And my website is leahcaton.com. And, and uh, Caton is spelled C-A-T-O-N. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> social media. What is your social, social media handles? Uh, social media is at Leah Caton Music. All and right. Leah, it's L-I-A-C-A-T-O-N. Gotcha. Leah, thank you again. So awesome to you uh, so meet much. you and talk some baseball and tell yeah, everybody absolutely. to listen to your latest album, Someone Like You. Yeah, thank you so now. much. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Have a, have a good night. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. There you have it. Another fantastic interview in the books. Once again, I would like to thank Leah Caton for coming on the podcast today. And like I said in the beginning of the episode, Sensibly Cynical merch. We have more t-shirts, um, a bunch of options available. Check it out. Check the store out in general. Bonfire.com slash store slash sensibly dash cynical. And all the links in the link tree, of course, um, we'll have the merch link on there. If you'd rather just go on there and press a button. <laughs> um, 
Sensibly Cynical is available wherever you get your podcasts. All the links are on the link tree, like I just stated. Check us out on Twitter, at Cynical Sensibly. Instagram, Sensibly Cynical Pod. And check out our Facebook page. Also, TikTok, Sensibly Cynical. Pretty basic there. WordPress, um, episode 200 is literally one episode away. Like, we're going to do 199. And then we'll hit the magic number. Finally, episode 200 featuring my special uh, co-host, Dolores Gibbs. And um, Noob Noob and Z from Our Reviews Will Kill You will join me for a special skit. And last but not least, I will be doing an AMA, Ask Me Anything. So if you have any questions you want me to answer on that podcast, um, if you just want to tell me something that you like or dislike the episode, show me up, whatever, roast me. Um, now's the time to do it. Sensibly cynical podcast at gmail.com, or you can send me a DM on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I can take it. I'm a big boy. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for listening. Please stay safe and take care.